2: smile back on your face just remember in unusual times it can come from an unusual place you need a partner for the ride because everybody needs a client to so set your worries to the side Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience.
3: you not want to wait? Neither do we. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling, here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are
4: you? Ah, uh, Jess, I'm still reeling from the awkward sex talk that I just got from my doctor. <laughs> um, that doctor should be fired. Straight She's up. She's like, Sarah, have you heard about chlamydia? Sarah... You can get the clap, Sarah, gonorrhea. It's like fuck off, doc. You like know, I know, yeah. bro. I know. Yep,
3: yep. That doctor should not be a doctor any longer. Fire her immediately. This episode was strange. So it was a weird one. Big news straight off the bat. Um. Well, before 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 we get into the podcast, how how are you? How you doing?
4: I'm fine. That know. good huh I'm fine I'm no. fine Yeah like no everything is good Like mm. I'm a little like you know this episode Kind of blows so I don't know How it's... we're going to get through it And then on yeah. top of that I heard some like really awful news And I'm like kind of peeved about that too And is that this is Is relating to Dawson's Creek?
3: It is, is it, yes. because it's getting taken off of Netflix?
4: Yeah it is okay. So it, it it joined Netflix on January 1st. What was it? 2021? 2021. Because that's when we started so covering it. This just, bitch,
3: they're like, oh, it's not even been over. It's like barely over a year. And we're barely done. Barely over
4: a year. Uh, barely over a year in a financial quarter. <laughs> and we're done. Like, why? Well, why um, Netflix? Why do I pay you? Why yeah. the fuck do I pay Netflix $18 and change? Mm-hmm. For what? For what? So that I can watch the Tindler Swindler? So that I can watch (laughs) fucking Tindler Swindler Yeah, so that I can watch Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know Like, Worst Roommate Ever? Like, what the fuck is this? I'm with
3: you I think the good news If there's a silver lining out there And there is people, listeners That are relying on streaming services To keep up with us and the podcast and all of that The bright side is that it's still going to be on hulu and it's still going to be on hbo max so if you have
4: either okay. one of those yeah you're fine i ha- i have hbo max it's with commercial no no okay. hulu you have with commercials. Okay. i have hulu yeah. it has commercials it pisses me off okay. i have hbo max which i will be watching on there um however i hate hbo max's interface like okay. a lot a lot um, it's never worked for me, so I'm I'm just like I'm overall perturbed. I wanted to stay on Netflix. Yeah. I I don't understand. Like, so I pay eighteen dollars so that I can watch Bad Vegan. I'm just vegan pissed yeah I just I just watched that last this is probably why I'm in such a bad mood today because I was up until I was no 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 no, no. (laughs) I was up till 4 a.m. or three something watching bad vegan
3: that's why you're in a crappy mood don't stay up until 3 a.m. yeah so
4: this one it's another fraud case uh this one you know it's like these it's kind of like the chindler swindler okay but with vegans
3: Okay, but also I will say, um, yeah, don't stay up until three a.m. watching trash TV, you know, because yeah, I know not, it's not good for you.
4: I'm kind of grumpy.
3: That's okay, but here's the thing: it's still we can still find Dawson's Creek elsewhere. So nobody panic, you know. These days, probably most people have HBO. Um, and if if you don't, I I don't know how much a month it is, but we'll we'll figure out a way to watch Dawson's Creek together. Um, yeah but uh let's let's transition into the episode proper here um because we're so we're talking season 4 episode 5 a family way we got big news here sarah were you expecting this were you shocked gail is pregnant
4: um yeah like it was pretty surprising i do think that's i like at one time <laughs> in one distant future, I think that I might have seen something along these lines on the interwebs, but I blocked it out of my brain. So am I like drop dead? This is the most shocking no. thing I've ever seen. No, but I, I I honestly was surprised.
3: Well, the thing is, is too, is we did get a slight, like ever so slight hint. Um, when Mitch and Gail were sick Because she was saying oh I have oh. the Nausea part of the illness It was just it was like a one off and then Obviously you got very very better very quickly
4: um, very Oh better, I missed that yeah. yeah I missed that okay So well, I'm, go- I'm, I'm gagged like They really they really yeah. did that But this is wow. <sighs> okay Shows that do this like there's a lot of every show does this every show does this
3: and you know when when they do it they do it when they're in trouble they do it when they're like four or five seasons deep and they've run out of storylines and they're like this will make a good storyline and guess what we just we just got done with the Mitch and Gill drama of the century we just got done their nonsense now they're remarried and I thought okay back burner those two. And we'll get to see everybody else. But no, 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 no. Now we have to deal with the fact that Gail is pregnant at whatever age she is. And it's
4: just like. okay. Okay, I will say the concept, hilarious. Like, you know, we're in the writer's room, we have our stickies on the wall. Okay, okay, writer's room. What do you think if we have Dawson? Have a little brother and sister. How funny would it be to see him flip the fuck out <laughs> that he is not the shining little baby star I anymore? Guess. Hilarious. 10 out of 10. He's going to have a mental breakdown that he's not in the like in the forefront of his mommy and daddy's um, attention yeah. and affection. So, yes, the concept of it is hilarious. Uh, also, a good way, a good thing that they could have done. And this is what most shows do. Is, oh wow, Mitch and Gail are pregnant at the finale. And then we do a time jump to like after the the summer. And then she's nearly having the baby. I don't know how that works out math wise. Not very well. But, like, it would only are be we, a few months. are we, like, <laughs> I mean, ideally we would have a time jump from yeah. now to nine months because what is she going to be pregnant for the entire fourth season plus? I don't know. I, don't, I honestly don't remember.
3: I remembered that this was a thing. Like, I remembered that there was going to be a pregnancy and all of that. Like, of course. But, I mean, we'll get into it. It's just kind of like, But why now
4: like why do we care because the thought of Dawson being an older brother is so funny to me okay that is the silver lining like I think that's hilarious like Dawson being a whiny bitch about like I'm not daddy and mommy's favorite anymore so good 10 out of 10 television But uh, the process to get there, like, I would have rather they pull, like, a Leonardo DiCaprio in Growing Pains and been like, hi, here's, here's, like, well, here's, like, this random teenager. Like, let's move him in. Or, like, this random kid. Yeah. Let's move him in because, you know, we want to adopt. And then Dawson, like, you know, I I don't want to... I don't want to like jump to A to Z, but this is a 90s trope. It, oh, 100%. And soap, it's, it's a mostly sitcoms in sitcoms, trope. yeah. Um, yeah. But let's
3: let's get into it because we're going to be talking about this right at the beginning of the episode anyway. <laughs> we're
4: going to be talking about this for the nice, like, 12 <sighs> episodes. So, yeah, <sighs> let's just, like, get in.
3: <gasps> so we start off, of course, at Leary's Fresh Fish, our favorite place. Um, and, okay, this also, can I just say, in a COVID yeah. world, mm-hmm. it really bothered me. Of course Mm -hmm. it did, that Gail is walking around feeling like she's ill. Again, like, she does not have a positive pregnancy test at this point, so she just thinks she's ill. And she's walking around, and Mitch is just like, um, hello, you've been thrown up all over the place. Like, you need to go home. And Dawson's like, yeah, you need to go home. And she's just like, excuse me, I don't believe this. My own son. It's like, yeah, your son sees you're fucking sick,
4: you idiot. Like, go home and rest. It's weird, but I was just talking to... Um, My fiance about this the other day. Like we used to go to work fully sick. Oh, fully with everybody did. And then if you did not go to work when you were sick, you were shamed because you know you're not working hard or you're not taking one for the team or it's just someone has to cover for you. And yeah, you're a baby, you're weak. Yeah, exactly. Like I remember, I remember I was throwing up all night one night, and I told my boss this and she told me to go get some anti-nausea medicine and come into work <gasps> yeah. yeah so like so it's just in a po in a in a pre-pandemic world when especially on the east coast when we just work 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 work, work, work and on the east coast also it's an america thing but oh it's definitely I- I think, an american
3: like, thing for it's sure. definitely an
4: american thing but i also think that it's specifically like a east coast New York City mentality that you just work 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 you have to work and um, there's no slowing so down ever there's yeah. no slowing down so uh but yeah it's pretty gross like I don't want anybody touching my food if they are puking um no. of course once again like she's hesitant because she says later in the episode she n- had a feeling that she was pregnant so she Which- knows that she's not annoys sick, sick. me
3: it's just like I Well don't know. this is not yeah, the way I Handle annoying. things but whatever so yes yeah, the, so I mean this
4: this whole episode is Really fucking annoying oh it's the like whole really Every storyline yeah every Ev- story It's line. all bad so It's probably one of my worst My least favorite episodes of it's, Dawson's Creek it's because
3: there's not really a
4: ton Of like light and fun things Happening it's well, all very like it just, dour okay. <sighs> It all irks me that's the Thing and mm-hmm. We'll go through, we'll go through all yeah. of it. So, so yeah, so she's, she's so offended that her son is betraying her so in this stupid. moment. And it's so then dumb. Gretchen comes in and she's just
3: like, oh, there's all these issues. The Guinness tap is out. We're out of Stoli Somebody found a hair and their food. And so Gail's like putting out fires left and right. And Mitch is just like, listen. And I agree with, I fully agree with Mitch here. He says, your customers are going to catch your stomach flu And we're going to have to rename the restaurant Leary's
4: Pending Lawsuit Amazing, oh, that, catchy, that was a brilliant good, That was a good zinger, Mitch yeah. I think that you should change it anyway you Should permanently. To that name Leary's Pending Lawsuit, really catchy
2: uh,
3: And so Gail says, alright, I give up, whatever um, And so Mitch Mitch does mention She promised she'd go to the doctor But hasn't yet And so Gretchen immediately catches on to what's going on She's like, She's been throwing up, she's hungry, putting on weight Tired all the time, back hurts, irritability And they're like, yeah, how did you know all of that? It's like, yeah, she's going to feel better in nine months. And then we immediately go to cut to opening credits.
4: Yeah. Mouth agape shock from Big D. His world is getting rocked. Yeah,
3: because he already is just like, oh, my God, all my parents drama. They're finally back together and happy. So great. All the attention can now be back on me. Except, oops, nope. Now there's going to be another baby that they're going to focus on instead. So he's immediately displeased very upset um yeah and so we get the opening credits and then we're back and um the the guys are kind of waiting outside the bathroom as Gail is taking a pregnancy test and Mitch is (laughs) poor Mitch is so nervous he's asking Dawson about the SATs and Dawson's like yeah I already took them twice like what are you talking about like (laughs) um yeah and Gail's pregnant And Mitch is very excited And he's like pink yeah it's Pregnancy
4: test have you taken where It's like oh it's pink that means I'm pregnant usually
3: I think nowadays it's all The plus sign right it's a plus It's a line or there's the ones that have The actual word
4: yeah Yeah I only know this because of television I have so many questions, but you probably don't want to answer. About if I've taken a pregnancy test? Are you saying that you've never taken a pregnancy test? I have never taken a
3: pregnancy test. Are you fucking kidding me? I have not taken a pregnancy test. Are you joking me? I'm a very, very safe person, Sarah.
4: You've never once taken a pregnancy test?
3: Holy shit! The thing is, is I mean, I'm open and honest on this podcast. I'll say, like, I take, um, I take the the pill every, I take the pill every day, whatever, you know. I take the birth control pill. That is the contraceptive yeah. that I choose to use. Um, and with without that, my period is like here, there, everywhere. It is like it, it chooses its own destiny. Oh, right, with right, right. My pill, I am so routinely regular. Like uh-huh. like nobody's business regular. So I have not had those. You've like never scares. had like scares. Oops or scare. Uh, no, I had a scare a single time, and that was only because the specific type of birth control pill they gave me. My body was so used to one generic that when right. I switched from one generic to a different generic, it really messed me up, and it caused my um, period to to be out of whack. And but it, it wasn't enough time to pass where I was nervous about being pregnant. No. Wow.
4: That is crazy. Just I, I mean, I take pregnancy tests like here. Or They're or everywhere because we're very paranoid. And it's not like I'm not on contraceptives. It's just that we're anxiety ridden children. Yeah.
3: I guess I just rely on the contrast. I know. I feel like it's the joke in like friends where they're like 90% what or like 99%. What about the other percentages? You know, but like, no, we're very careful. I've never had to. And at this point, I mean, I am 30 years old. Like if I had an oopsies, it's not as bad as if like I had oopsies when I was 16 or something. Right. Right. Like it's a totally different situation now. But Yeah so obviously the very different pregnancy tests back then where oh it's pink and now I think also nowadays I don't I don't believe again I have not taken one but I believe you don't just pee on the stick you put it in a cup and then you put the stick thingy in the cup. No girl you can pee
4: on the stick. Oh can you still
3: pee on the stick? Okay.
4: Yeah. Regardless it's
3: not easy. Let me tell you if you're a woman you ever have to go to the doctors and pee in a cup give me a bucket please.
4: Like yo, you can't aim. You can't like, aim. It's, oh god, it's because you haven't been taking pregnancy tests since you're 18, so you're so not. I'm used not used to it. having to aim my pee somewhere. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I, 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 mean, like, I'm honestly like mind blown. Like, never having to take one. Just so. What do you think the odds are? You.
3: I'm very. I'm. I'm really. Now I'm interested. What do you?
4: What do you mean? Okay. What do you think? It, like, okay, if someone is, let's say, we're okay, both you're over a, 30. You're a 30-year-old woman, and I think that every single woman that I know... That is sexually active. That is sexually active with a male has taken a pregnancy test that I know of. I don't know one person that has not, except you. You are the anomaly. Now... If I'm any anybody else, safe. let
3: me tell you for the longest time I I'm was safe too oh, no, no, I'm not saying I'm not saying you're not I am saying for the longest time I was like I triple doubled up on freaking contraceptives I was like right. give me everyone that's Two available. condoms <laughs> at the
4: same time <laughs> throw
3: two condoms on plus the pill plus an IUD plus all that you know what I mean like I was yeah, I did and, not and want to worry wow. about having kids
4: all right you know well, go off this I think that's a really Big accomplishment Thank um, you so, <laughs> so, I'm just
3: curious Like I would imagine I have mean, thought it would be at least 10% 10% of women over the age of 30 That have are, have been sexually active With the chance of getting pregnant I feel like there's at least 10% of people Who haven't taken a pregnancy test I mean no, I, I want to just for the fun of it But they're expensive I'm not going to buy them <laughs> I'll Come over you can take Do you have one them? Of- you just have them around? Yeah of course oh. I don't have any in my house should I buy one? No. Will's <laughs> gonna be so paranoid if I bought one. Don't, don't. No, curse no, no, I it. won't do that. Just, um. Anyway, and so right, so oh, everyone's excited except like uh, yeah. So Mitch is like, okay, let's go. We gotta go to a doctor. And Dawson's like, oh, yeah, I gotta go. I have to go painting. He doesn't even say like congratulations. Okay. He doesn't I say mean
4: anything. Oh, okay. So like you know. Dawson acts out which I still like I Really think it's so funny is exactly Mm -hmm. How I think that Dawson would react he Is shell-shocked he is upset Uh, he doesn't Know what to think or how to process This information so yeah he like doesn't Say anything and it's it's so dumb and Immature and babyish and it's 100% Dawson Leary yeah it's very
3: funny and I Love Mitch like aren't you gonna say Anything first he's like oh Congratulations.
4: Congratulations. <laughs> very happy for you and all of your endeavors. Yeah.
3: <laughs> um. So very funny. And we'll get into more about his thoughts
4: on it later in the episode.
3: But then we get some weird ass shit going on with Pacey and Joey. So they're making out. They're like on the front porch, basically making out. And Pacey stops and he said, listen, every afternoon we sit out here, we make out and then inevitably you stop us and we go inside and we watch TV. So, you know, yeah, every
4: single day we're edging. Yeah. <laughs> every every single, single, day. single day I get blue balls and it's all your fault, Joey. And I am done with you rejecting me. So I'm going to reject you. How and easy this is- do
3: you think it is for people with balls to get blue balls? Like, is it really easy to get blue balls? I like how far do you have to get? So.
4: You know what I mean? I I don't I don't I don't think it's I don't I don't think that it's that common. I just think that it's kind of a thing that guys tell girls to make them feel bad <gasps> and be like to oh no them. Oh now I'm like, gonna have blue balls, balls and it's gonna hurt. I don't want you to be in pain. Maybe. So, I, I mean, I could totally be wrong about that. I'm sure that somebody's out there has gotten blue balls, but I honestly don't care. And then just jerk off in the shower. Like, why do you have to <laughs> be like, oh, I have blue balls? Just that's a you problem. Just yourself to the bathroom like a normal I gotta person. You, I, yeah, I got to tell you, that's a you problem. That's not a me problem. No, I'm not the one with the balls. If you can't take care of yourself, then how do you think that I'm going to take care of you? Oh my God, this is what RuPaul is saying. If you can't love yourself, how yeah, you how can, can love you love somebody, somebody else? <laughs> I, it's just—it's a ridiculous concept. It is. It really is. And so he says nobody is so horny that they will go to a fact that their balls will turn blue without taking care of themselves first. It's ridiculous. I am hundred percent on your side here. Um, and so he says
3: he's issuing a, quote-unquote, preemptive strike. He's issuing a counter-offensive.
4: Okay, whatever. It's games. It's games, it's on, all games, games on games on games. It's stupid. Yeah.
3: And so he says, listen, stop, no means no or whatever. And she's like, you've never said that before. And he says, you're hearing it now. Uh, let's go watch TV. And so she's just mm-hmm. like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm offering you to kiss you in the spirit of teenage lust. And you'd rather
4: watch the E! True Hollywood story on Danny Botaducci. Wow, this is a 90s reference. And I, I got to tell you something else. You know what? Kissing gets boring. I don't fucking care. If you're 17 and all you've done is kiss, boring as fuck. Move forward. Like, go into <laughs> The stuff. The weird thing is,
3: Okay like I'm not okay I don't mean to Say I don't mean to say this is weird I don't mean to like Offend anybody the I'll say Abnormal I guess the out of the ordinary Thing about this they spent Three months on a boat together and They haven't gone further than making out That's just like
4: props to them For like not going further than that because Damn the restraint I wonder if they're even at the dry humping stage yet. Like, how, how off the do you bases are How last in are the dry we? humping stage, though? Oh, I mean, have you ever met anybody from Utah that can last decades? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like,
3: I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I just don't understand how. Okay, here's the thing also. Did this ever happen to you in your youth? When I got my first boyfriend and we were, like, making out often because – Your first boyfriend, you make it on often. My lips would go numb from making out for too long.
4: Yeah, I remember. I remember that. That was a thing. I don't know why we did it. It's just like now it's just like, oh my god, my lips are numb from making out so much. I'm so cool. I mean, right? I Yeah, but then like also, that's when you like subtly move forward to the hickey stage of your relationship. The hickey stage is the worst, honestly. Is it the worst or is it the best?
3: It's the worst. Hickeys are awful. I laced them. I hated them. It's like you better put them somewhere that are, it's not like right up on my neck or like somewhere that is available. Is that why you wear turtlenecks so often, Sarah? <laughs> uh,
4: no, <laughs> it's the fact that they literally sliced my neck open in October. Um, and so for my parathyroid surgery, not because oh of yes, not weird. from an
3: attack or anything. Um, yeah. and so yeah, so Pacey says you always get to stop it. I never get to stop it. Today I'm stopping it. Uh, and so they're like They're having this like Little bit of a fight And Joey says It feels like a time Where you say you're kidding around But you're not really And we're like Really having a fight And this is one of those things That okay To be honest this is highly relatable Where one person Is like Are we having a fight And the other person's like No nothing's wrong And they're like But it seems like we're fighting And they ask you so many times If you're fighting
4: That it like Eventually turns into a fight well, it, No it's just an argument Oh god It's the same one? thing
3: It's the same thing
4: Yeah It's just a, Or it's, it's a heated discussion It's a disagreement or it's a regula- so disagreement, yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. All code words so. for argument. All code words for fight, right?
3: um And so Pacey says, "No, I assure you, everything is fine." Um, and then we get our other storyline: <laughs> soccer. We've moved on from football to soccer. How do you feel about this, Sarah?
4: I like. I think I cared less about soccer than I do about football. I do as well, especially when it involves little kids. <laughs> I do think it's really, really, really cute that Jack is coaching little children as well as Andy, but kind of more so Jack. Uh, So uh, so this is uh, in the efforts of bulking up Jack's college applications is now he is uh, coaching children's soccer.
3: Yes. And so, um, Andy has gotten him in, involved in this coaching wee soccer. It's a great opportunity to help mold young minds. And also it's good on your college applications. And so right. Jack's like, all right, fine. So Andy introduces herself. Um, and there's all these kids and you know, whatever. So there's this one kid that we'll learn more about whose name is Molly. And Molly's she, the best. Molly is the best. She doesn't seem to be fitting in. She doesn't really seem to even like soccer, Um, 10 out of 10 kids. She's in there for the oranges. Just like you, yes. In there for the oranges. Absolutely. Uh, and so uh so then Jack asks, Oh, why do you hate soccer? Oh, you don't have to talk. That's fine. You you only have to talk if you want to. Um, and uh and yeah, so he says, Listen, by the end of the season is no one's gonna hate soccer. We're all gonna have so much fun. And guess what? He bribes them with pizza. Best coach ever coach yeah Mm -hmm. and so we'll get into more of jack's uh, this had me so heated because it's like you think we're gonna have like this cute moment with like jack connecting with the kids and just like finding something he's good at and then it turns into bullshit later that like pisses me right off
4: yeah it really 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 pissed me off too actually Mm -hmm. um and then we got
3: fucking Mr. Brooks who would have thought this fucking crabby ass old man
4: would have been back in future episodes I feel like this is going to be the guy that we're going to hook up with Bra- uh, Graham I mean who I mean honestly who else would he be hooked up with if they're we're looking at a romance no partner? it's because like they already had an interaction we're seeing oh, a see lot of him like I feel as though like this is what we're going to wind up getting he j- maybe it's what he needs is just to release some tension from his blue balls you know Oh yeah, that's exactly what he needs. <laughs> he's being a big dick because Dawson has to paint his house, or I don't know his it, boat. Yeah, he's, what is he painting? He's, uh, it's definitely a house. It seems like a garage or something. Okay, so he has to because you know Dawson is an expert painter. He does have a painting yep. business. Don't forget it. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> Leary's latex paints. <laughs> uh Uh, so basically he has to paint it but he is so distracted by the news of the new baby that he keeps painting over the same spot. and mr brooks is pissed because he's wasting paint yeah oh i'm glad when i'm
3: not paying you Blah, blah 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 uh and he says although i'm not paying you it's what you owe me is the debt of service so i suggest you work it off to the best of your ability
4: Yeah, he accuses him of, like, thinking about pom-pom girls or pep rallies. It's like, excuse me, sir... Dawson is a 17-year-old boy that holds the weight of the world on his shoulders. How dare you accuse him of not having real problems? Well,
3: that, and he's a dick because he goes through Dawson's stuff. And I love Dawson saying, could you please leave my personal property alone? Why
4: is he so
3: interested
4: in Dawson's crappy photos? Because he's
3: a bored old man. He is Feeny if Feeny sucked. (laughs) <laughs> it's true uh, For it's those true. who don't listen to Boy Meets World George Feeney of Mr. Feeney fame it, I he think would be. everybody crot- knows
4: who Feeney is Well it's yeah. true
3: but I just feel like This is what Feeney would look like If Feeney had no Matthews family To be like overly involved in right. And like he was just lonely And crotchety And yeah. he
4: thought he was fucking hot
3: ass
4: Shit Correct yes oh. uh, So he takes a look at Dawson's photos And then he like roasts them and we are not new to people judging Dawson's artistic abilities. Once again, it's very funny to me that his new interest is automatically roasted, and yeah. once again, he's told that he's talentless. Yes, um, it's kind of like an ongoing gag at this point. And, uh, I mean, is he a shitty, mediocre photographer? Maybe. Does he suck at painting houses? I don't know. He seems pretty talented. And he has his own business that uses latex paint. So he calls Dawson's photos cold and unemotional and there's no spark. It's like, sir, have you seen Jen Lindley? <laughs> she really works hard to be that broody. Yeah, I think he's so mean. He calls them pedestrian and
3: amateurish. I think the problem is a lot of... He
4: is an amateur. He just... Took up He's 17
3: Yeah I think the problem is the Specifically the one he was looking at Looked very posed like of Jack and Jen I think a lot of the ones that were hanging on Dawson's wall that we've seen Were actually more like candid And so they felt like they had more life in them But yeah, he's a fucking asshole. Like you're talking to a kid who took up photography literally a few months ago. Like, no, he's not a fucking professional. And sir, he's fucking painting your house for free. So shut the fuck up. Like, I just can't with Mr. Brooks. He's such an asshole.
4: Yeah, he really is. Mm -hmm. But Dawson doesn't go off and cry. He just uh, I don't know. Maybe he shouldn't bring his photography book with him everywhere. Uh, no,
3: I th- well he should obviously he should tuck it further into his bag so snoo like fucking Snoopy pants, Mister Brooks yeah. doesn't go snooping. Correct. Um, so then we're in the cafeteria and Joey is sitting and Jen joins her, and uh, Jen got a B minus on a history test and Joey says she thinks she set the curve, but she's she's upset her mashed potatoes are cold and I love Jen. Oh yeah, it's just been one tragedy after another today, huh? <laughs>
4: Jen's like do you remember when Abby Morgan died my very best friend and you're brooding and upset about cold mashed potatoes
3: (laughs) and Jen is such an intuitive woman she Joey says mashed potatoes are cold and so am I and Jen asks is this about sex uh and uh and Joey says is it obvious and she's like it's just it's always that's what it always is and she says Joey thinks that Pacey is starting to get Impatient and Jen said I I like What Jen has to say she says he Loves you he'll wait and Joey Says he's not the problem it's me I mean let's face it the waiting Just goes on and on and at this Point even I'm getting impatient But for some reason I just keep Waiting Uh, Mm -hmm. and Jen asks like are You are you sure are you sure You want to have sex and Joey Says yeah of course but I don't Know if I'm ready Um, and she's Like what if it's just what they Say and you never really know And I love Jen's advice here. I think it's such solid advice. Where she says,
4: Excellent advice. I agree.
3: She says, I think you'd feel more ready if you were prepared. And this is so smart because you don't want to end up in the situation where you are ready to have sex in that moment. And you're mm-hmm. not prepared with what by whatever right. means you want to be prepared, whether it's condoms or contracept- other contraceptives or whatever. Like you, being prepared is the first step, and if you're not prepared, you probably shouldn't be having sex.
4: I agree. I agree. I think this is great advice. Um, and she suggests that. When she lived in New York, girls would go to a free clinic to get birth control and safe sex advice. And she says that she compares it to almost like a rite of passage, like a bat mitzvah or getting your learner's permit. I thought this was so funny. (laughs) Yeah, it was it was very good and great advice. And so she did you view this as a rite of passage when you were like around that age? Yeah absolutely I was I think that that was one of the reasons like I've talked about this before like I for whatever reason I was like 17 is the age that I want to lose my virginity because I feel like it's the right age Hmm. and my friends were already having sex by that time some of my most of my friends and I was like I don't feel like I'm in the groove or in the know or anything like that until I get there until I have sex and um, I was 18, but, you know, close enough to 17. I didn't set my goal or anything. Oh, my. OK. <laughs> um, I almost did when I was 17, but it it didn't happen. like it was like condom on and did not happen. Oh, my
3: goodness.
4: Almost. Yeah almost yeah for me but no cigar
3: for me the the like going to I I didn't go to a free clinic I went to just a regular you know gynecologist but regardless for me it was so different because the reason I went to a gynecologist in the first place was because I had first of all my period was super irregular as I mentioned earlier in the podcast and on top of that I had cramps that just de- they were debilitating i i couldn't mm-hmm. do anything and so for me that that was the suggestion i got by probably from like a pediatrician or a gp was just like okay go to the gynecologist get on contraceptive pills and that should both make you regular and also Help lessen the the extent of the cramps so I started you off on pills right away yep so I have been on I still am on birth control pills and I have been on them since I was gosh before 16 even probably wow yeah I've been on them for a very long time and the reason I've never tried anything else is because I just feel like they work for me I think the, the the main thing that I would ever say not that I should be like necessarily giving advice on this but do what works for you. If you want to do the IUD, do the IUD. If you'd rather take a pill every day or think you can manage to remember to take a pill every day, do that. It's what's worked for me all these years, and so I've always stuck with it. But, yeah, the mm-hmm. reason I went to the gynecologist in the first place was not because I was considering having sex because I wasn't. Uh, I didn't even have a boyfriend at the time, or I shouldn't say that. People have sex with other people when they're not together. But you know what I mean? I wasn't I wasn't sexually active. It was just for simply the fact
4: of, like, please, dear God, help me with my period. <laughs> yeah yeah that that was um very common back then mm-hmm. uh I went through something similar but not totally, but they I was on the patch at first, which the patch was terrible. It would like literally fall off and then you would randomly get your period. It was god oh awful. no, I've never done a patch, yeah, um, but yeah, and so this is solid advice
3: from from Jen. And so Joey says, oh, the, the free clinic. And Jen says, yeah, the, the thing is, is no one really knows if they're ready, but you do know if you're prepared and you're not. Uh, and uh, so then they cheers to responsible sexual gratification to womanhood. I loved this. Woohoo. I got to say, I we we love the drama here. However. I love Joey and Jen being friends. I think I they're, too. they're wonderful friends.
4: I never liked when they were fighting, and it was never enjoyable drama to me. Yes. So I'm happier with them being friends. Same, same.
3: Um so speaking of doctors, we're at the doctor's office with Gail and Mitch. Um, and they're just kind of waiting for like, you know, waiting to hear from the doctor. And mm-hmm. Mitch Mitch has they they have like differing opinions on on this. Mitch says, it's going to be okay. We know those cards are stacked against us, but, you know, don't worry about Dawson. He's shocked. He'll be fine. But Gail says, how are we going to raise a new baby and send Dawson to college? Like, we're already so much in debt. And not only that, but I'm like, what, I think she said she's like 40. Um, so she's not exactly in like peak child rearing,
4: you know, Plenty of people have babies when they're 40 these days. Oh, these days.
3: I don't think in the 90s it's as common though. And not only that, but the the large age gap between her, uh, this kid and Dawson. Mm -hmm. Um, And she says, we've already put so much, Dawson through so much these past few years. What if it happens again? And to me, if you're even concerned at all about the stability of your marriage, because you just had issues very, very recently. Mm-hmm. That's a huge deal, right? A baby certainly isn't going to help with the stress; <laughs> it's no. only going to add to it.
4: I have a question. Mm-hmm. When she says, "What if it happens again?" What does do you think that means? Like weapons? If we have another miscarriage again? Oh no, I read it as because she says it right after
3: she says, "Not to mention what we put through Dawson through these past few years." What if it happens? What if that happens again? I thought she means what if we go through struggles again with our marriage? What if we get divorced again?
4: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. Uh, He says it's not going to happen. And she says, I wish that we thought about this more before. um, But you're pregnant now. That's reality. And then Gail Brings up the obvious fact that like there's one Thing that we're avoiding is that just because I'm pregnant now doesn't mean that we have to Stay that way right Uh, I just want to make sure Whatever decision we choose is the right one So Mm -hmm. um, I think that it is a good discussion for Them to be having and honestly I can see Both sides of their arguments at the moment
3: Oh for sure I think like it should be every You know, this is a discussion for the couple to have. And like it's not on us to necessarily judge their decision either way. Um, but at least they're having this discussion, right? It's not an automatic assumption one
4: way or the other. Yeah, they probably should have had this discussion before they got to the doctor's appointment, but sure. Yep. I mean, but also it's like let's like confirm the pregnancy, let's make sure that the baby has a heartbeat, like all this stuff. Yeah. Before we get into the nitty-gritty. So you really should have all the information. Yeah. Um. Then we're back at the soccer field, and so a
3: woman, Caroline, comes up and starts heavily flirting with Jack. Like,
4: right, so much. And it's some kid's sister. Her, yeah, it's, like the the sister. It's Molly's is like older. It's Molly's older sister. Forty-five years old.
3: Yeah. So she, so she says she's twenty-eight, and she asks Jack, "How old he is?" And he says eighteen. And I don't know why. At this point, she continues to hit on him. I know, I know. It's but... so icky to me. Like, he, first of all, he's still in high school. Like, he's not even graduated. Right. Even if he is, why is a 28-year-old hitting on an 18-year-old?
4: <sighs> I don't know. Because Jack's hot, but not hot for a 28-year-old. It's like, just get away. weird. Yeah, it was pretty weird. It was pretty weird. But she makes the moves on him. And Jack doesn't even know what to do because he's like, you know, he's such a polite guy. And yes. he doesn't want to start, like... Blurting stuff when he doesn't have to and I guess like a part of him is even thinking like are you even flirting with me or are you just are you just like being friendly because people don't really flirt with Jack that often. Yeah. Um, And the thing is is
3: like to me Jack is obviously very uncomfortable and whether or not that's because he's shy or. Or he's something else, or he has a girlfriend, or whatever. To me, read the fucking room, Caroline. If he is <sighs> that awkward yeah. and uncomfortable around you, leave him the fuck alone. Cause he just doesn't know what to say. He says he's shy and, um, and she's shy and what? And he goes, um, and she's like, "Okay, I'll sweet, I'll see your sweet face tomorrow. Au revoir, Coach
4: Jack. But Au revoir, so ma'am. Sh- you're in fucking Cape Side. That- <laughs> she says it so strangely, too. Yeah, she really does. She butchers that. She does not take French. Um, and so it's just like, "Fuck off, Caroline!" Like, it's just such a weird
3: scene. And again, it's it's putting this all on Jack, and I feel so bad for him. He shouldn't have to put up with this shit. You know, he's he is a nice guy. And he's shy and he's a little awkward and he doesn't – we're still in the 90s. We're being gay. I mean, now even. But you know what I mean? Like, being gay back then was so taboo. You didn't just necessarily come out and say, oh, I'm not interested because I'm not attracted to you because I am not interested in women. You know?
4: Right, yeah. And so Jack
3: is put in such an awkward position here. Um, But we'll deal with Caroline more later. Um. Back at the Fresh Fish, Leary's Fresh Fish, (laughs) the place to
4: be. Mm
3: -hmm. Uh, So Gretchen is looking at photos that Dawson has taken, and she thinks they're great. And Dawson's like, nah, he's right. They suck. (laughs) Yeah, uh, yeah. He's probably Mm going to quit photography now, too. Yep, yep. He's like, oh, everything sucks. My parents are having another baby. I can't take a photo to save my life, and I'm not even good at painting. And I've been doing it all summer.
4: Oh Dawson baby uh, Dawson yeah. Everything's so hard for you isn't it
3: Yeah and Gretchen says well First you have to suck and then you know It's fine he she's like I appreciate the Humble artist uh, so he's Been taking photos of Her like this whole time and she's just like can you Stop I'm gonna smack you <laughs>
4: uh, Yeah I mean It's annoying, it is annoying but I mean I'm starting to really enjoy their dynamic mm-hmm. Especially in this uh, Episode it's a lot of it's it's a lot of fun and i think it's a mature relationship for big d so i'm Mm -hmm. i'm pretty excited relationship quote-unquote friendship Mm -hmm. i'm excited about it um so we have dawson uh is able to open up to gretchen and he goes you know you were right like my mom's pregnant and he says maybe you can help me when i found out i was upset and he explains that they're in their 40s, they're about to send a kid to college, they barely have any money in the bank, and the relationship in the past couple of years hasn't been rock solid, so everything's unstable. It just seems completely irresponsible. Um, and, you know, he just feels as though he just wants them to be happy, but he doesn't know if he can swing it. And then I think that Gretchen's response is excellent because. She's like you're making this about yourself because like all the things that you're worried about your mom is actually going through like mm-hmm. you're worried like like what like you know they're not thinking about this this and this and she's like I guarantee you that your mom is thinking of those things. Like, she's the one that's going through all of this. She's the one with um, that's pregnant. She's the one that doesn't have the money. She's the one that's sending you off to college. And she's the one that just got back together with her husband. If anyone's going right. through it, it's your mom. Exactly. And that's the thing. Gretchen is making such solid points
3: of, yeah, I know this is, like, a lot for you to, to handle right now. But... Mm-hmm.
4: Your mom is the one who really Needs the right, support right now Because at the end of the day It's her body Dawson it's her body Dawson will go off to college He won't have to you know Take care of the baby It's not his responsibility yeah. It's you know he'll make his own money He won't have to pay for his baby brother or sister And all, and it's not his marriage It's his parents So it's yeah. like even though he's connected to all this stuff It's not necessarily like his life Right And
3: so Dawson does say, I knew you are the right person to talk to about this. And so she immediately is like, got to go, bye. And I think obviously we get revealed later in this episode, kind of at least the the reasoning she's not in college or like what we suppose right. is the reasoning she's not in college. Um, and I think it's like it does a good job of foreshadowing that here where she like immediately cuts out of this conversation um, after giving very good advice that you're like this has to come from somewhere you know she doesn't just know this stuff you know it seems like it's coming from experience um right and so she she leaves and we're at the capeside free clinic and oh my god prepare for me to be very angry I'm probably gonna swear a lot because this fucking doctor pissed me off okay so, so this much.
4: is this is very very irritating or, as I as want, I a nurse, th- I'm sorry I don't, it's, I don't know if it's a nurse it doesn't Maybe maybe a dog. it doesn't matter the person and, and the reason is is because they're sensationalizing all the bad things about sex and uh, completely scaring Joey off and yeah. it's it's there's good and bad and you have to give them the complete information I understand that she's asking these questions to make sure that Joey's fully prepared but um, I think that they're using nineties fear tactics yep. to. Discourage her from having sex yeah. And that's why it's irritating And it's
3: irresponsible um, We'll get into it I just think a doctor Should be there To provide information Not to purposely scare you Away from having sex because um, that's going to lead to unprotected sex, which could lead to all the things she lists later. Um, right. So, right. So the nurse comes in or the whoever it is comes in and she says, um, I'm going to have to ask you questions. I apologize ahead
4: of time if they're a little bit unsettling. Are you ready? Yeah. And also, I, want, I will say that none of these questions are out of line.
3: No, no, no. no they're all questions you would. Well, we'll, we'll be see. Asked. Um So she says, are you currently sexually active? And Joey asks, what do you mean? A reasonable question because. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean like well you get Hand ask that stuff does you know what I Mean like <laughs> like you said so. Like, but so she says Are you having intercourse and she says Oh I'm sorry I wasn't sure no but I'm Going to be having intercourse that's Why I'm here and I don't like the way She asked this next question are you Aware that there is a chlamydia Epidemic and that syphilis cases are on The rise I don't like this I don't like The are you aware because that to me First of all she's not even done asking The questions she just jumps right to. By the way, I heard you say you're about to have sex, so you should know there's a chlamydia epidemic on the rise.
4: Okay, so like maybe we don't lead with this. I think yeah. that the a better way to to do this or to say this would be like, I would like you to be aware and do research into or here's a pamphlet, prevent, p- whatever preventative measures, because there is a chlamydia and right. syphilis. Make sure you're using a condom. Epidemic but she
3: doesn't say that, right. you know? Um, right. And then she says, are you aware again? Are you aware? By the way, Joey asks syphilis. She doesn't even address that. She doesn't explain syphilis. She doesn't like, cause what if Joey didn't know what syphilis was? Doesn't even right. stop down to explain it. Are you aware that there's currently no cure for the sexually transmitted diseases, herpes, HIV and HPV. And, and she, again, doesn't wait for Joey to answer. Are you aware that while the pill offers excellent protection against pregnancy, it does not protect against sexually transmitted diseases. Again, No waiting for Joey to answer before she goes to the next question. Have you had any sexual relations in the past? And if so, were there any instances of unprotected sex? And Joey says, no, I'm a virgin, 100%. And then the nurse, and this is a common question that gets asked when you go to uh, gynecological appointments. Are you currently in a monogamous relationship? And Joey makes a joke. So far as I know. And the nurse says, "Is there any reason why you think your partner's not being monogamous?" And she's just like, "Right, no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. He's definitely monogamous." And this, right. I feel like the nurse should just say, "Oh, okay," and move on. But instead, she says, "You know, sometimes we think our partner's being monogamous and they're not." And it's just like, yeah.
4: fuck it's off." It's all scare. It's all scare tactics. Yeah. That's I, and that's what irritated me is that um, it's that she was purposely freaking Joey out yep. to make her feel as though she wasn't ready and maybe she isn't totally ready but you're there to provide information not hound your own beliefs or yeah
3: and this whatever on them this next statement i think is fine she says it's important to practice safe sex now is your partner willing to wear condoms fine that's a perfectly fine question and joey says yes and then she says Miss Potter, these aren't even the hard questions. What if you become pregnant or contract an STD? I mean, these are the potential consequences of sex. And this is exactly what you said. Like, fear tactics. Like, you're supposed to prep them, not scare the shit out of them by saying, these aren't
4: even the hard questions. It's so mm-hmm. rude. Um, I th- Yeah, right. I can't. I know. Uh. No, no, no. It was It was very, very, very irritating to watch because – I don't necessarily think that Joey was 110% ready, but she was there to get information. And that's and the first I, step, you know? Yeah, and I think that these accusatory questions aren't... Um, they're not teaching her anything. Exactly, They're just... Setting her up to be afraid And then also this Nurse doctor talking Over her is going to make Joey Afraid to ask more questions in the future Because she's Being talked down to like she's stupid Or a hussy Or any number of Things so it's going to be I mean, honestly, it could be like a traumatic experience where she's afraid to ask questions in the future to not only gynecologic, gynecologic, gynecologists, (laughs) but also any doctors because of how they can be talked down to in the future. Exactly. it's, It's I mean, people have doctor phobias. For much less than this sort of thing All you really need is one negative experience And then you'd be like I'm afraid to go back Exactly because of
3: the judgment And I think the thing is is you have to think How much it took for Maybe not even just Joey but for people in general To go get help and ask these questions And And and, Because you already feel awkward about it And so I think people should be praised For seeking out the information in order to be safe And instead she's met with Criticism and judgment And I really hate what she Says next she's maybe you should know the other side Of the coin Joey I mean sex can be Wonderful fun and fulfilling part of life There's nothing to be ashamed of or afraid of But I just want you to approach it with A certain level of maturity and responsibility
4: To me I think that she should
3: have Led with that but that's what I'm saying I want you to approach it With maturity and responsibility What the fuck do you think Going to the free clinic is That's mature and responsible Like I just think It's so fucking judgmental And Joey's doing exactly What she should be doing Um, And so we find out Joey has a pelvic exam And then she gives A whole bag of stuff She has condoms Spermicidal lube Information on birth control I've never been given A goodie bag Oh, me neither. I, I never got a goodie bag of condoms like that. that. That shit. She had like 10 condoms in there and they were I like name you. brand.
4: Well, Durex, which is Are those we told ones? you stop at the Durex. Don't use Durex. Don't use Trojan's it. Trojan's the way. Um, But yeah, I, I'm very jealous of that goodie bag. <laughs> but uh, I mean, we we we've talked enough about this. I don't we we did not enjoy watching the scene. Nope. Once again, it just add to the. What is happening in this episode of it all? And uh, there's just better methods. I'm just grateful that um, I have not gotten this type of experience. And if anybody has, I'm sorry that you had to go through that. Same, same. I'm I'm very lucky
3: that. I didn't experience anything like this when I first went and I mean granted again my experience was also different but I've, I've never had
4: yeah but they still ask those questions I guarantee like some of those questions sure are to you. but at
3: the same time I've never had that level of like judgment in any doctor's appointment yeah. I've had and so I'm very grateful for that because that is so fucked up and yeah it wasn't enjoyable to watch it also is disheartening to see that this is Joey's first experience with even learning anything about sex and to have it
4: come from such a place of judgment people are so scared to go to the gynecologist too and this is her first time at that sort of doctor yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Joey is afraid to go back oh
3: I mean especially because now she has to, she hasn't even gotten a pelvic exam yet which is like honestly mm-hmm. probably the scariest thing and mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I think I mean it depends on who you are but I think it can be really intimidating and like scary to think about somebody like getting all up in your bits you know like right it's like you feel very vulnerable and so to already have going in <laughs> this fear, probably from judgment <laughs> of the last time, um, can't be easy for, for poor Joey Potter. Um, but that's, let's take a quick uh, ad break and we'll come back because we got to go. We got to go all into this soccer nonsense that happens, which, again, prepare for more swearing because I'm going to be upset about it. So <laughs> we will be right back. Back to the soccer field. Uh, So Jack says that, I I love this, Jack feels like he's bringing Molly out of her shell or making a difference. Mm -hmm. And Andy's like, that's awesome. That's so great. Um, And Jack
4: says to Andy, I'm pretty sure her sister propositioned me, though. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I had like a really awkward instance with her sister yesterday. Mm -hmm. Yeah. and Andy says, so just tell her you're gay. And Jack says, Andy, the word gay is kind of controversial when you're working with kids. And I I just want to quickly stop down and say, I number one, um, I honestly did not think about this type of thing when I first started watching this episode. Same. And I will say that, number one, I acknowledge my privilege in that situation uh, that I can live a life where that wouldn't be my first thought. And I can also say I'm very happy that that is not a current situation. Right. Like problem that exists. I'm sure it is, especially in different areas of the United States. Um, but I'm just very grateful that that sort of prejudice is not as prominent and, as it's, and it and it is definitely was.
3: met with criticism of its own. If you met somebody right. who had those thoughts or prejudices, they mm.
4: would be called out nowadays. Right. Right. So I I, I just want to like acknowledge that like I didn't even I didn't even think that this is where we were going when we first were yep. doing this and I I'm like I it's just mind blowing that it's like oh it's like so good that I don't even worry about that type of stuff anymore, but it's so sad that like so many people had to worry about that. I remember, like, yeah. Boy Scouts, that was always, like, a controversial issue. And it's disgusting.
3: Well, yeah, and it's even still a thing now where you think, okay, if there's a kid in school who's on, like, a football team or something, and mm-hmm. they're gay, and then they're like, oh, I don't want to be in the locker rooms with you, blah, blah, blah. Like, similar concept. It's like, what about... I mean, we don't need to say this because it's very obvious. So like,
4: what about Jack being gay he has anything to do with kids? It doesn't. I don't. I, that's like the one thing that I, like I never fucking understood. But that's just like the thing, the stupid stereotype. They just think the they're stupid.
3: predators, which is fucked up and so ridiculous that you're going to you're going to no. assume
4: every person who's gay is a predator, a sexual predator of children. You know who I think of when I think of that? What stupid Jeff from Big Brother. Oh, yes, exactly. That pisses me off every single time. That's when I lost all of my respect for that dude. Yep, yep. And so, right. And so, uh, Jack's,
3: all right. So Andy says, just tell her you're gay. And Jack says, it's controversial when you're talking about working with kids. And Andy, again, has like the mindset, oh, that's crap. And Jack says, I know it's crap. It, but it's a reality. And like I, I really thought as much as again, this all pissed us off very much. Um, I did enjoy what Jack had to say about it. Um, And he says, all I want to do right now is put soccer coach on my college apps, not gay civil rights crusader. And like, yeah. I feel like this is something, first of all. It's nice to see on this show, but at the same time, I wish that they would kind of practice what they preach in that not every Jack storyline has to be about his sexuality. That's I, true. I think, like, yeah. the show could do a better job at giving us more. Again, what happened to Jack and his art? You know, we got Jack in the football stuff, of course, but, like, give him something else to do that isn't fully involved with his sexuality because I yeah. think this is a, an interesting story to see on television, and it does, like, You know, inform us about something, and it does show a certain perspective of someone who doesn't want their entire personality or entire thing that is known about them to be their sexuality. You know, he could just be Jack, he doesn't need to be I'm Jack and I'm gay, you know,
4: right? Exactly, that's the the point that he's making, but the show also doesn't hone in that point exactly. It's It's, it it gets it gets frustrating, but. But it just it's just like, you know, it just makes him more of a, you know, two dimensional character versus a three dimensional character because yeah. like there's not other things going on with him. But that's like anything, like anything. It's the same thing with uh with uh Christy Mess's character, Kate from This Is Us. Like all they the only storyline she really got was things related to her weight and it's like that's why I never like connected with her one hundred percent. Because yeah. it's like there's more interesting. There's more interesting things about you, Kate, than your weight. Exactly. But that was the stories the that they got. were telling us. Yeah.
3: And so, uh, so Andy says, okay, I'll help you. Um, and, uh, so then they're, they're joking. Cause he sucks at soccer or whatever. Um, but we're back at the, the Leary household and, uh, Dawson says he wants to talk to, to Mitch and Gail. Um, and, uh, And yeah, and he says, Dawson apologizes. He says, I was shocked. I was maybe disappointed, but I've been thinking, I mean, this is amazing. I'm going to have a brother or sister. How cool is that? And Mitch says, we're not going to have the baby. And Gail says, listen, it's not exactly the way we wanted to tell you. Um, but we're, we're not gonna have the baby
4: Yeah, I feel I really feel bad for Dawson in this moment because I just feel like it's too much information And I feel like Dawson really got jerked around and I don't really think it's much of Dawson's Business to be in the deciding process if their parents are going to have a baby or not But yeah, he just happened to be there. So they included him in everything I just think that I, I just feel like it's You know kind of it's kind of a sucky situation to be jerked around like this and then I can understand why he gets pissed off in this moment because it's like like I I just was okay with this and now you don't want to and I'm sure he feels as though like his reaction probably aided to their Decision which like I, I'm sure He doesn't feel great about mm-hmm. Um, But then like Gail says something like So annoying uh, she says a Couple of really annoying things in here number One she's like your lackluster Attempt at excitement just now Wasn't Oscar worthy I'm like Fuck you Gail he, he was, was being be- genuine For was. once I think the problem Is in a different
3: World in a different scenario Dawson isn't there when they find Out Gail is pregnant and therefore Mitch and Gail can wholly make this Decision just the Which two of is them is what they should
4: have done right
3: but Dawson is there when they talk about the fact that Gail might be pregnant so he's already Going to be like is mom pregnant is mom pregnant Is mom pregnant like he's not he's already
4: Involved yeah and so but I, I agree with you I think I guess but if Gail just And that so this is like my point like so Then Gail it says later on in this this discussion, like, I had a feeling that I was, so it's not really a decision that was just made out of haste. It's like, okay, then fuck you, Gail, because then you should have had a conversation with – Mitch privately about it And not involve your 16 year old Son and all of this that's Not his business and you put that on Him and now you're like blaming him That he acted out so it's Like once again like you know like it's hard For Gail like I totally understand like I'm not Mad at her that she's going Through it because she's going through Something but it's like make The right decisions To as a wife And as a mother Like, she's acting as though she's, like, I don't know, like, a teenager with, like, don't hide stuff from your husband. If you have a feeling like you're pregnant, take care of it. Go get a test. Yeah. Take a test. Talk to your husband about it. Like, what the heck?
3: Yeah, I think the, the okay, so I have, like, a little bit more sympathy for Gail, I think, just because I can't imagine, first of all, making this decision and not, and being able to choose which way to go and and being put in this you know position already right it's a difficult position to be put in let alone then hearing from both your husband and son and getting their input on what you're going to do with with your body you know not that not that Mitch doesn't have a say obviously Mitch has more of a say than Dawson does but um and 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 Gail even says that um Dawson uh, Gail says Mitch only agreed to the abortion because she it was her idea and The whole thing with Gail is she says she can't do it again. She can't handle the mistakes that she's made. Now they have money issues and her age and everything else. She says, maybe you're going to hate me forever. Maybe you won't understand, but it's my decision and I've made it. And now the discussion is over. Yeah,
4: I agree with that. I do, but it's just she should have handled all of this without Dawson. Yeah, I don't think it's right. I think if you're
3: going to say I'm not having this baby. I don't think you bring in anything about your past mothering because in my opinion, you're dragging Dawson into it. And Dawson even says, don't use me as an excuse. I think if she wants to say... This is well within my right. This is my body. We don't have the money. We were I'm, you know, I'm older than I would want to be to carry a baby and it's not the right time. You know, whatever she wants to say, honestly, you don't have to say anything. It's her choice. But I think yeah. the problem is when she brings in this I can't make mistakes again because then it's going to feel like you want Dawson to say, "Oh, but you didn't make mistakes." But you know,
4: yeah, and like what she he does say, and like once again, I think that he's genuine in saying that, but yeah, he I don't know, like it just like makes me feel so icky that he she's involving Dawson in these discussions. It's just not appropriate now you can talk to him, I don't know, maybe after the fact because I also think that there's something important about talking about. Your child's about if you're in a Situation like this that you can Make the right decision for you at the Time but like I feel Like they're involving Dawson in the Decision-making process if they should Keep the baby or not yeah. and I think That's what bothers me the most Yeah
3: you're because either way Dawson's gonna Have certain feelings and he's gonna feel He's gonna feel responsible When he shouldn't Um, And so it's a very hard scene to watch And then we have Dawson in his bedroom And his father comes up and uh and Dawson's all pissed he he doesn't he doesn't want breakfast and Mitch says she wanted me to tell you she's sorry you're upset um and she didn't sleep well last night and he asks is she really gonna do this and he asks what does Mitch want and I I don't think Mitch has any right to say I think Mitch well I think what Mitch needs to say is the thought the last thing he says which is it's her body and it's her decision and I respect that I don't think he should be saying this. I don't know what I want. Blah bah, 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 bah. You know, I but think also it's says,
4: important once again, like it's important to not put all the blame on the mom and be like, Oh, it's her just like, it's her fault. Like this is happening. That's true. You know I, what think, I mean, like I you should come that, at it like as a unified decision. Yeah, I do think it's annoying. It's just annoying. I do think for the most part, what he says though, is
3: pretty good where he says, I don't want her going through with the pregnancy. If it's the not, if it's not the right thing for her to do,
1: Um, It's her body
3: and her decision. I respect that. And Dawson says, what if it's the wrong decision? And so then Mitch gets into this whole story about for three years, they tried to get pregnant before they had Dawson. And they had just about given up hope, five years of hope and disappointment. We wanted a big family. um, And then we admitted like one day it wouldn't happen. And then one day it just, it did happen. And so now he says he's so grateful to have Dawson and, and, uh, and Gail. And it makes everything else easier to deal with.
4: Well, yeah, no, no, I feel, I do feel sympathetic towards Mitch and Gale for this. I mean, I, I mean, this is if 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 they struggled with infidelity, not infidelity, they did infertility. <laughs> They did struggle they with, also infidelity. Struggled with infidelity. All of the above. If they struggled yeah. with infertility, then I do feel for them. Like it's even a harder decision then because it's like they had so much problems getting pregnant yeah. with for Dawson. Then they struggled afterwards with miscarriages and losses. I can understand why it's such a tough decision to give up on this dream uh but also it's like the wrong time it's just it is a very very hard decision um and i feel i really feel for i do feel for mitch in this time too because like he had dreams of having a larger family too so yeah i mean mitch does have a reason to feel sad that gail Is leaning towards not having a baby Of course because it's his baby too
3: It's not you know I just think It's so tough in these situations because Of course we are very pro like It is your body it is your decision Like you cannot force somebody to have A baby they don't want to have
4: I do think that it should be Especially if you're if you're in a couple, I do think that it should be a conversation. If you're in a committed relationship
3: with somebody, it should be even if you're not. It, it, if you, it should be a conversation you're having, regardless. I think it should be a
4: conversation. Yeah, yeah.
3: Um, but then oh my god, here we go with another. I'm sorry that every single scene we walk into, I'm just well so because annoyed this with. episode
4: fucking sucks. This it's really sucks annoying. Too. Okay, because. I just want to point out when Joey got home from the boat excursion, the first thing that Bessie asked her was, "Did you do it?" Yep. And she was excited. And she was very giddy
3: about asking that question. So,
4: and if what if Joey says yes, then she would have shamed her and yelled at her, and and she was happy that like that she's like, "You gotta be kidding me! Like you guys didn't do it. You're on the boat for three months." It's just like this is just so out of the realm for me because and i and once again like i Almost understand why because she was a a, a person that was that gave birth to baby Alex, um, young and out of wedlock and blah 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 blah. Who cares? So like she does have an opinion on this, but you were excited to hear what Joey was up to yep. during the summer. So then why are you so mad? Yeah.
3: So Bessie basically finds uh, Joey's goodie bag, and uh, because she's putting away Joey's laundry.
4: And, and none of it's used. That's the other thing. Like yeah. none of it's used of that should tell you something. You should be happy that your sister's. Oh, prepared. we're not even in this scene yet. This is just a preemptive. I'm just, oh, no, it's fine. It just we're preemptively so annoyed. Mad. So she finds the goodie bag. We'll
3: get back to that later. Then we get fucking Caroline. Uh, Who this comes up so to Jack too. She's hitting on Jack and Andy says she's Jack's Girlfriend and she's like really I thought you were his sister She's like oh I just have to make sure No one lays a hand on Jackers here Because Natasha his girlfriend She's got a black <laughs> belt and, Hey, And her name is Andy
4: I love Andy so much but her name <laughs> is Natasha funny. Boyardee Yes that you know that, that Really nice girl Natasha this Boyardee. This is like Sarah Helper Like Hamburger Helper or like the worst Sarah Ravioli like, yeah. come on, Natasha Boyer D. It's so um, ridiculous. <laughs> it, this was a very like anything, any last name, Cooper, Smith, Smith like literally anything. But Dow. she's, she's so bad at this. There's a billion but, last names, but, but Boyer D. <laughs> but
3: regardless, we appreciate the effort um, because. She's just like I love this though from Andy where she's like I Caroline says I think Jack can make his own decision and Andy's like he's decided he's not interested and I don't understand why Caroline is pushing this because Jack isn't interrupting Andy and saying no I'm interested he's letting her talk and so that should just prove to Caroline he's not interested and Jack says it's not going to happen and then he says he's gay and then Caroline does this weird thing. She like laughs and she's like, oh, no, you didn't think I meant because I knew that. Of course I knew that. Right. She's
4: embarrassed. She's, she's yeah. embarrassed. Um, so, uh, so, so whatever. Screw her. Mm-hmm. I also think that he could have just said, like, I'm not interested, period. And that's it. But whatever.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. He could have. I don't think he needs to come out. But I think who knows what Caroline's going to do if he just says, I'm not interested. She'd be like, Why? Why aren't you interested? You know? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. but cause you're old as fucking
4: you're 10 years. Yeah, older you're 10 than years you're older than that. me.
3: Um, and so then we get, uh, Gretchen standing on a dock. All these important conversations again have to happen on docks. Um, Always. and so Gretchen and Dawson start talking and Dawson says, Thank you. Thank you for meeting me here. I didn't want to go to your place for obvious reasons. And he tells her, my mom is having an abortion. I'm not sure I'm dealing with it too well. On top of that, I feel awful about what they must be going through. And Gretchen says, well, that's the problem, uh, really. Da- well, what's the problem, really, Dawson? Are you worried about them? Or is it that your illusions of parental infallibility are finally shattered? And he says, well, they were pretty much shattered during my mom's affair. <laughs> I, I mean, mean, that's fair. That's that, facts. Fair. Um, oh, my God. I'm just dying at that line. Uh, and so then Gretchen says, what do you think my problem is, Dawson? Uh, And he says, I think you went through what my mom's going through. And she says, you're good. And I do like that Dawson says here, uh, you don't have to talk about it, you know, if you don't want to. Um, And and so she says, well, isn't that why you called me here? And yeah, he kind of gets her in his He kind of corners her. Right. Like she's already standing there. And he basically is just like, I need to know why she's doing it. And I know your situation was different, but maybe – I thought you maybe could help me understand. And, like, I don't know. I kind of don't it's like a this lot. It's Dawson. a lot to ask, but – It's a lot to ask from somebody who didn't willingly offer up the information that she had an abortion, you know? Right, right, right.
4: Yeah. Yeah, but I, I – I don't know. But I think it's just a uh, – a way for her to tell her story, yeah. which is which I appreciate because you know we're curious. We are starting to really like Gretchen, and it's yep. one of the mysteries of like why did she come home? What yeah. is up with her?
3: Yeah, and I think again, like Dawson's Creek, it is a show in the '90s. Abortion are probably abortions are more common now uh, than they were in the '90s, and you know uh, there's still concerns about them being safe in terms of like legalization and all of that, but. Um, I like that we're getting this on the show. I think it's an important topic to be discussed in a teen drama. Um, mm-hmm. and Gretchen says she she basically she got pregnant last semester in the backseat of her boyfriend's uh, in the backseat of her boyfriend's car. Um, and she says Leonard Skinner was on the radio. I hate Leonard Skinner. Uh, and so she's 20 years old, piles of student loans, a 2.9 GPA. She made a decision. It was the hardest decision that she ever made in her life, but it didn't matter because a week later. She woke up and it was over. She had a miscarriage. And and I think what she says next is just like, gosh, it's heartbreaking. She says, I thought I'd be happy, but I wasn't. I felt really guilty for getting off easy, for feeling relieved, and for putting myself in a position where I even had to make that kind of decision. Yeah. And so yeah. This, is, this is rough because I, I can only imagine what she went through. And I think... I kind of like
4: that they made it a more complicated story. You know what I, I, do I mean? Too. I think one? that it's it's pretty it is pretty complex. Number one, she had a 2.9 GPA. She wasn't doing that hot in school. Uh, it, number two this was a, a traumatic experience not only did she get yeah. pregnant she was going to go through something but she lost the baby anyway so then she has to feel guilt like she was probably drinking she was probably partying she was probably doing whatever she wasn't taking care of her body so she in her mind probably th- thinks that she caused this so it's it's you know a lot more I'm very I am pleased with the situation More so than it being like she flunked out of school sort of thing. Or she cheated sort of thing. Yes. Like this is. A thousand percent. This is more interesting and compelling and a better story to tell than the scenarios that you and I were coming up with when I think Tom was asking us what we thought was happening. I think this
3: is an interesting story. It's a different story. It's not one we've heard before. And I think it automatically it makes sense why Gretchen has felt like more of a mature person for her age mm-hmm. I feel like she has naturally felt more mature And had more advice to give And I feel like having this situation happen to you Probably would age you up a bit
4: yeah. um, She's been through it She's yeah. been through life experiences It's not been easy for her And it seems as though she's holding the secret from her family Like maybe Dougie knows But we know Pacey doesn't know Yeah I mean I don't know how the witters would react the parents who knows well I mean I don't know Pacey's mother from I don't know Nancy across the road yeah but
3: yeah and so uh so Dawson asks does that mean that your decision was the same as my mom's and Gretchen says does it really matter and he says no and so he's thank you for trusting me I won't tell anyone and she says I know you won't and and that's where we end the scene and I just think like I don't really like that Dawson cornered her um, because I don't think this is something, this is a really triggering topic that you should not be cornered into speaking about. I Mm -hmm. like that that we did find out, don't get me wrong. I just think it's not great on Dawson and I just don't think he's mature enough to understand that this isn't something that you can just will somebody to tell
4: you about. I think that Gretchen would have gotten in there anyway. I don't think that he had to outright be like well I think it's because you've been through a similar situation as my mom especially because it's not a similar situation at all oh yeah very Um, different different ages different experiences different everything right so not the best but I'm glad that we got to hear Gretchen's story because I think that it's something that we needed yeah um then we're oh my god now now prepare for us to get angry again
3: because we're back at the B&B and first of all first of all there are three customers sitting with them with dinner so So keep that in mind. So
4: inappropriate so inappropriate. So
3: Joey is telling them about an A she got an English test great great she says I was up all night studying at Pacey's I'm exhausted and Bessie
4: says I'm sure you are. (laughs) Yeah Uh, Yeah. and she's like well what's that supposed to mean and she's just like what do you think it means? Yeah you want to know what it
3: meant? Fine. It meant either you were at PC's having sex all night or you started your own mail order birth control business out of your bedroom. And she says, it was hard to miss, Joe. You've got enough in there to fill a warehouse. And I'll tell you what, I'd lock you in there if it was legal because you're not ready to have sex. And I love Joey's point here. Now you're playing Miss Responsible Caretaker? Bessie, you let me spend an entire summer sailing around on a boat with PC alone. She's like, I didn't
4: let you, you just went. Okay, well, when is true. she came back, she didn't yell at Joey. She was all like no, you she said, was eager like beaver. She yeah. was excited to talk to her. She was excited to hear the tea. Yeah.
3: And um, Bessie says, Oh, you're ridiculous. making you're making the biggest mistake of your life. It's like, oh my
4: fucking God, She's Bessie. She's not doing anything. And once again, more shame, more guilt, more negative experiences around sex. This is just yep. gonna damage Joey in the future. If she was a real Poor person, no, this is a television, this is a television show. I don't know but if like, you know they'll really there show are, the, there are girls, there are women who gone have gone through this exact thing. Yeah. And there's implications for this sort of behavior. Yeah. And I think that if Joey was a real person, she would have all like a shit ton of anxieties around sex now and shame and shame between these two experiences and so damaging it's damaging at
3: this age at this time in joey's life it is so damaging it's so irresponsible of that woman at the doctor's office and bessie and joey counters with i'm not having sex but at some point i probably will and there's nothing you can do to stop me and Bessie says, you have no no idea about consequences and responsibilities. You're not ready to have sex. And Joey, I think to her credit, she says, I'm the oldest 17-year-old in Capeside. My whole life is consequences and responsibility, okay? Mm-hmm. And so, yep. like, that is so true. Joey is so mature for her age. And that doesn't necessarily mean she's ready to have sex, but it means that she is strong enough and smart enough to be prepared to have sex when she's ready it's just so ridiculous to me that someone like Bessie who you'd think you know you think people that have the same the mindset that Bessie is having in this situation are usually like very like old-timey Bessie is like in her mid-20s and she's not that far removed from being Joey's age and so it's super frustrating for me to see that this is the kind of shit Bessie pulls
4: yeah I it And it honestly doesn't make that much sense for me. Especially especially not with her being so eager. Yeah, and we do so much work between these two girls uh, to, like, mend their relationship, and then they have a hiccup, and then they mend their relationship. Right. And Bessie's admitted that she, you know, has viewed Joey as her kid sister, but she shouldn't do that because... Joey isn't an average 17-year-old. She's talked about this already, and it just is – it's out of character, I think, for her to act this way. You're right. You're absolutely right.
3: This is a Grams thing. This is not a Bessie thing. (sighs) You know? I guess. Um, And so then we're back at the soccer field, and Molly looks really sad, and Jack asks her what's going on, and Molly says, Billy and Todd aren't coming. We're going to lose – And apparently their dads called Molly's dad and they said they had to quit the team because Jack is quote unquote dangerous.
4: Yeah, this this really fucking pissed me off. Again, the whole episode,
3: we needed some lighthearted shit and there was not a single lighthearted thing to be found.
4: I would ne- I would never I would never this pisses me off so fucking badly. I I honestly and like I said, I couldn't I couldn't I didn't even think about it earlier. I couldn't fathom it. Yeah, and I just think it's disgusting that anybody would even think like this. Jack is great with these children. He's a good soccer coach. There's nothing his sexuality has nothing to do with if he is a responsible take caretaker himself. Yeah. And I just think that it's a bunch of fucking bullshit and I don't like it. And, uh, yeah, yeah, really pissed. But I do like his relationship with uh, Molly as a mentor because Molly is like, you know what? I don't think you're dangerous. You're a good guy. I like you. They're just jerks. And uh, Jack says, you know what? We're going to have soccer. We're going to have fun. We're going to get some pizza. I know. And I love that (sighs) Jack is
3: able to kind of brush it off and still – It's tough though. I mean, I don't, I don't know. It just, it's, it's so obviously we love Molly. It's just really hard to watch Jack be put through the ringer over something. Mm -hmm. A, he has no control over and B, he shouldn't have to apologize for. He shouldn't have to feel this way. It was really hard to watch in a way that, I mean, like you said, it, It just made me so angry. And I think in an episode like this where we already had four other things pissing us off to then have this too was so it was just really hard. It was like you said, it was not a great episode of Dawson's Creek because it wasn't joyful. There wasn't a lot of joy in this episode. Um, So yeah. uh, And then we are back outside at the Potter B&B and Bodie joins Joey with
4: little Alexander um, and again, we fucking love Bodie. <laughs> yeah, Bodie is, This is the sort of conversation that I would want Joey to have um, about sex with uh, somebody that who is not a parent. Yep. And uh, but still a um, parental figure, like as in like an older brother-in-law sort of thing. And yeah. I, I think at this point, even Baby Alexander could give better sex advice than Bessie. Like freaking for, for God's yeah. sake! Why does baby Alexander have to be outside all the time? <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. When we got here. like, come on, we gotta bring baby yeah. Alexander outside yeah. to give sex advice. This is appropriate.
3: And so Joey asks, "Why is Bessie being so irrational?" And Bodie says, "Your sister worries about you all the time. She doesn't want you to end up like her. She wants more for you. You know, you're the one who's supposed to get out of here. She just wants you to have options." And Joey, you know, she just says, I thought if I got prepared and then I would be ready. And then afterwards I got scared. And then this morning I felt like I was ready again. And then this afternoon. So again, like you can see all this, like the doctor's visit and the conversation with Bessie. They're all having a huge impact on her. And Bodhi says, I can't tell you what to do. No one can. For now, all I can say is you're not, if you're not ready to be prepared for sex, you're probably not ready for sex. Which normally I'd agree with. But the fact that she got prepared you know what i mean she was prepared yeah. up until she dealt with a fucking pissy ass doctor
4: and then her judgmental ass sister like she was very prepared yeah the statement's correct it just doesn't totally apply to joey potter yes in this situation a million percent yes
3: um so yeah that, again bodie is is helping you know what i mean i think bodie like you said he means well it just doesn't exactly apply to her considering what the fuck just happened
4: Right. Um,
3: And so then we are back in the living room of the the Leary household and uh, he, he stops in to talk to them and he says, I just wanted to say something. And so he says, when you sat down, you consider all the facts, but you're forgetting the most important one. I want to make sure you know it before you make your final decision. He says, you're the best mother that I know. And you're wrong if you think you've disappointed me at every turn. All you've done is make me proud. You're not afraid to make mistakes and then pick up and keep going and try new things. I owe so much of you to uh, excuse me. I know so much of who I am to you, to both of you. Um, You guys gave me something so much better. You gave me something real. And were I to do it over again, I would not change a thing. Uh, And so Gail seems very pleased with that, as if that does change Mm -hmm. her mind.
4: Yeah, yeah. Um, Or at least it resonates with her and she appreciates what Dawson is saying. I think it's really nice for Dawson to do that. I think that all mothers want is to hear that they've made a positive impact on their children and that they appreciate what... Uh, they've done for them and I think it was nice of Dawson to speak up in this moment and be like if your main fear is that you fucked me up and you're a terrible mom please don't worry about that because yeah. that's not the case yeah
3: yeah and I mean it's a nice speech
4: you gotta say it's a nice speech
3: yep. um, and so then we are back in Pacey's living room Joey and Pacey are making out again and then Pacey pushes away he says we should slow this down uh and Joey says let's turn it down a notch I mean if that's what you want I respect it Perhaps you were hoping that if you turn The tables on me I might get paranoid because I'm always the one that's stopping things and now Suddenly you're stopping things so maybe I need to go further maybe even you know pay a Free vi- a visit to the free clinic stock up on Goodies bring them back here and then we go Have sex and Pacey's Very confused <laughs> he's
4: like wait a minute Did you actually do that is that What's happening yeah I feel like Pacey would have been happy to go with her too If oh he definitely a- would have would have had an open conversation. Yeah. And maybe that could have gone better. Like maybe like they could have had like a conversation together with the doctor. I mean, like she should have a, a, a an appointment with her on her own without Pacey. But yeah,
3: but I know what you mean. Like maybe he could have just been there like in the waiting room or something just as like or that. Support. Or
4: like, you know, go in on your own, then have him join and then have the open conversation with the doctor together. Like yeah. that could have been good. Yeah. Um.
3: And uh, and so then Pacey says, hold on. I uh, I was just kidding about the whole thing. All I wanted to do was jumpstart the conversation. And Joey says, I'm actually really glad that I went. So it's, you know, it's fine. And he says, no, it's it's not fine. I don't want to make you do anything you're not ready to do. Which, yeah. love this from him. Love yeah. this from yeah. Pacey. This
4: was a good moment mm-hmm.
3: from Pacey. Um, and Joey says, I know. I get it. Just as long as you realize that if you do turn into some typical hormone-filled, silly-ass boy and try to manipulate me again, I'm out the door. Yeah. And he he does apologize.
4: so I'm sorry. Yeah, yep. Love Joey this season so far. We got like some of her. I I think that like the things that weren't working for me in seasons two and three is that I just felt like she lost her oomph. Like she had, Possessed. she wasn't. Yeah, she did. She wasn't decisive. She wasn't the strong woman that I knew. That I know she is. So I am enjoying that we get some of that zest or oomph or like it factor again from yes, her. Yes, exactly. And um, and so then she says, "Well,
3: just because we're not having sex doesn't mean we can't do other things." She What's said, other things? What kind of things? And you know what? They they end up like tickling, and it's just like no tickles.
4: I, I, I'm with you, Sarah. I am with you. No tickles. No, Thank you very no much. Tickles. So yeah that's that for now let's mm-hmm. just put a pin in that uh jack is kicking himself over at the soccer field um about why did i have to blurt it out like that and andy's like uh it's not a big secret anyone can find out they want to because it's been you know publicized in right because dawson's story uh, yeah. the story the newspaper it's yeah. been kind of all over media but He's like it's na- naive to think people won't care. Yeah. Um. It's naive to think people are not going to be small-minded and bigoted. Maybe I should just quit. And then you know Andy kind of talks him out of it. Stop worrying what their what parents think. It'll all blow over. And Jack says, you know, I'm a good person, Andy. When people look at me, they see something awful. Do you know how that feels? This makes me so sad. Uh, yeah. And she says, give it time, it'll blow over. He says, it never does. Um, and then he just wants some alone time. So Jack's going through the ringer. It makes me super sad to f- think that he's experiencing this right now. Absolutely. It's it's really tough. Like,
3: <sighs> Jack never seems to catch a break. You know, all we want is happy things for Jack. And I feel like the happiest moments we got from Jack were like him and Jen hanging. Yeah, you know, he's a bestie. We still we still want that um for him. Mm-hmm. But it's. It's sad. I'm hoping he gets that this season. I think we need that for Jack this season. Um, but meanwhile, Dawson is finishing a painting at Mr. Brooks because he's never done. <laughs> and fucking Mr. Brooks, every time, I, every time I step out on this porch to watch you at work, Mr. Leary, I breathe a sigh of relief. I'm not paying you. What We're a going into chat asshole. territory. Oh, I yeah. Hate, oh, sorry. Uh, I hate him. He's annoying. Uh, and so, of course... He then uh, he looks at the photos again, and he says, "Ah, oh, I see you've been hard at work adding to your collection. Trite, shitty a, photos. A naked attempt to evoke sentiment. Why not just shoot a
4: photo of a puppy in a garbage can? Maybe he's looking for like naked photos, like boudoir shoes. Oh my. Like, maybe he's like hoping for something more interesting. That would make
3: sense considering he's fucking lonely."
4: Yeah, but he sees the picture of uh something. We don't know at the moment. It's, He's like, oh, yeah. this, is, this is Scott's personality. This I actually see yourself in this because she's sad and you're sad and you can just be sad together. Yeah. We later find out uh, it's a picture of Gretchen yeah. looking sad, uh, but he thinks that this is fine work. Yeah, yeah. He actually gives him a compliment.
3: Um, and so then we just see like Dawson eventually in his dark room just like developing the pictures looking at a photo of Gretchen and then we see Gail and Mitch looking at baby photos of, um, of obviously Dawson and they kind of like hold hands uh, and yeah and there's like a really awkward scene between Joey and Bessie where they're
4: like doing dishes but Joey looks like she's like grimacing <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um Jack's like sat on the soccer field like, you know, we're 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 going through some stuff. It's probably yeah. going to be a continuation next episode about, yeah. you know, all these open storylines. Yeah. Uh so it's, it's a rough one. I really hope that the next episode is better. I do too. I think I think the
3: problem with this episode is like I said before, it's just so down, it's just so yeah. like there's not any lightheartedness that we're used to. There's barely any funny bits, and so I think the problem is there were just too many serious stories crushed into one, um, that just made it not as not as fun to. Do uh, we miss
4: Henry? No, not even a okay. little bit. Okay, I, I was you just miss wondering. Henry. <laughs> I mean, he made it fun. <laughs> I suppose I just uh, I don't I don't miss him. I don't know. Um so what's the next episode called? The next
3: episode, season four, episode six, is titled Great Expectations, but there's no it's it's spelled with like starting with an X.
4: Like Ew. there's no E.
3: You know what I mean? It's Sassy like, yeah. X, XXX. X. Expectations. So what do you think that's gonna be about?
4: Uh I think it's gonna be like what like expectations versus reality? Like you think things are going to be a certain way, but they're actually not. Like so, I think that we're going to see that maybe in a continuation of Joey and Pacey's um ex uh ex life, you know, sex life, ex life. Okay. Maybe something more to do with like Gail and Mitch. I don't know. Okay, like what 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 do you expect life to be, and what it actually is? Alrighty.
3: Uh, So that was that episode. Would you like to hear um, a voicemail from our friend, Temi?
5: Hi, ladies. Pedestrian, wholly uninteresting, amateurish, and terrible composition, too. I want to go to Subway and tell Subway sandwich artists this. Just kidding. (laughs) Mr. Brooks is a curmudgeon for all times. I noticed that the cinematographer of this episode must have been inspired by Felicity Mm. with all the shadows in some of the scenes. I really like soccer. You can tell that Andy picked up the little right corner when she scored the goal against Jack in their talk. Um, I think this is one of the last sports we'll see on the show, unless you count mini golf, ice skating, or Joey running, (laughs) or Joey throwing a snowball. These count, no doubt. Which reminds me, no doubt, will perform at some point in the time Shut we have left on the show. Up. Definitely, there's somebody who loves uh, French in the writers' room this season. Three of the four episodes so far have French words or sayings or two characters. Um, "Au revoir" is said by uh, Molly's sister. Um, when it comes to the ending scenes with. Um, Dawson, Gail, and Mitch. What Gail does, uh, she projects when she's in a bad mood. She's challenging Dawson's intentions. I really don't like when people do that. It's. I know it can be hard, but I think you really need to be careful when you're in a bad mood. Yeah. He could have said, I conclude that your conclusion sucks.
4: <laughs> no, not
5: the right time. Well, I think the interactions between them and nicely thanks
4: yeah temi brings Mm -hmm. up like a really good point when you are going through something yourself or if you're in a bad mood it's really hard to not take it out on your partner or your friends or your siblings or your Mm -hmm. parents whatever um but you know it's so hard i do that too like if i'm in a bad mood like i take it out on poor poor Drew or my poor boss or whomever. And it's just, it's not right, but it's just something that we as humans do. It happens. You take it
3: out on people that you kind of trust to be able to handle it, you know? I guess. I mean,
4: or it's just like the person that's in your periphery. The just person not- nearby. Yeah, it's not right. <laughs> it's not right. Yeah. But it's honestly just like what happens sometimes. It does.
3: It does happen. Um, But yeah, I think that like this episode is just oh god I just hope we have a better episode next week because this was like Mm -hmm. a big bummer I think we're liking season four so far and so this one was like kind of a bummer but hopefully next week we'll get a better episode but until then Sarah what can everybody else check out from us
4: uh yeah you can totally check us out um We have our weekly Boy Meets World and Dawson's Creek coverage. We're almost done with season five of Boy Meets World. I can't believe it. I know. Uh, So check that out. Um, In addition to that, we, in a few weeks, we'll be putting out, um, this weekend actually, later this week, we'll be putting out – our recap of the Prince of Egypt with Sasha Joseph for Passover that was a really interesting and educational and fun podcast and Sasha's always amazing um, I personally am going to be on Two Can Keep a Secret which is on the uh, Brazilian Baby Dragons podcast. I'm so sorry. That's probably not what it's called. But it's a sister uh, company or podcast of Brazilian Dragon. Uh, and I talked about season one, episode 10 of uh, Pretty Little Liars, which uh, is one of my greatest passions in life. I love Pretty Little Liars. And then on top of that, Jessica and I are covering The Flight Attendant on Post Show Recaps. Um and that's been a lot of fun so we covered season one in preparations for the upcoming season two Amazing
3: and of course if you want to send us in feedback even if you don't like the episode It's probably a better episode honestly to send in feedback for uh you can find us uh shit90spod.com At 90 spod on twitter and instagram um and shit 90 at gmail.com um, and of course, if you're watching The Flight Attendant on HBO Max, season two is coming out at the end of April. Meanwhile, Sarah and I have been covering all of season one over at Post Show Recaps. You can find those podcasts um, postshowrecaps.com slash flight attendant pod. You could just type that into your pod catcher. Um, we'd really appreciate it if you if you checked it out. It's really it's it's been a really fun time, and we're really excited for season two to come out. Um, so go check that out, of course. Uh, and you can also hear me on community building with Josh Wiggler. I have another exciting project in the works that I will announce oh. once we get a little bit closer. Do when it's going to be
4: released? What? I don't know if I know about. You this. do know about this. Oh, okay, I do know about
3: <laughs> um, this. Uh, so yeah. So and of course you could find Sarah at Sarah Ferguson. You could find me at the Just Sterling on Twitter. um And we're really excited to get into Dawson's Creek next week. So uh thank you all for listening. Until then. Just Bye. Shit
2: Ninety shows taught me.